Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility by a natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naturna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. We are honing in on one of the basics for your overall health, hormonal health and fertility. And that is the topic of sleep and fertility. What is the right amount? And there's been some research on the topic, not enough in my opinion. So much of the research dollars go towards medication protocols and you know a little bit on supplements and not enough as related to lifestyle factors. There's been research for sure for diabetes, obesity. So these are, you know, nutritionally related and lifestyle related things, but I think there's still a lot that could be studied on what we could be doing to improve our odds of conception, especially considering that many of the cases that I see in clinic are unexplained infertility. And so if it's unexplained, then my hunch is it's something to do with how you're going through your day to day. And many cultures and historically in medicine, the physician used to teach you how to live in harmony with your body and nature to achieve health. That has gone by the wayside in recent years. And we just, as a society, we focus on medications and procedures and we just completely try to jump over the basic things that give us health. And I think it's coming back to bite us. But anyway, let's dive into this topic because I could rant and rave about that all of the day. And I'm sure that's not why you're here because what I aim to provide you with this podcast is tidbits and takeaways that you can put into practice now to live a better life and conceive a healthy pregnancy. So there isn't a lot of focus on our day-to-day habits. You know, I think it's crazy. So much IVF is happening for unexplained fertility challenges, yet we are failing to focus on the basic things in life, which are proven to affect our health on so many levels, certain lifestyle factors can weigh on your ability to conceive point blank. If you're underweight or overweight, follow a poor diet, smoke, drink, abstain from physical activity, and generally are in poor health, you could be impacting your fertility in a negative way. Sleep obviously factors in there. Can sleep affect your fertility? And if so, how? The answer is in so many ways. Examples are lack of sleep or poor sleep, poor quality sleep raises inflammation, insulin and blood sugar, stress hormones. It messes up hormonal signaling, ovulation and more. And it also worsens anxiety and depression. These days, it seems like everyone suffers about insomnia at some point. According to the CDC, one third of all Americans suffers from chronic lack or insufficient sleep. I know my New York clientele regularly sacrifice sleep in the name of productivity, but chronic loss of sleep is connected more to stress and anxiety that you are experiencing. And it becomes a vicious loop where the more stress and anxiety you have, the less you sleep, the less you sleep, the more stress and anxiety you feel. So if you feel like the quality of your sleep is outside your control, let's chat about it here and now. 
because there are things you can do to improve upon that. And it doesn't involve going and doing a sleep study or taking medications. It's really some basic things with your routine. But if you are choosing just to not prioritize sleep, which is the case for you know a lot of the people that I see, I suggest you start. And again, I'm going to get into the why in this podcast. So let's first talk or elaborate a little bit more on the impact of poor quality sleep. Ongoing lack of sleep takes a physical toll in many ways. Your response time is affected, which leads to poor decision-making and sometimes clumsiness and accidents. But you know, aside from you being cognitively impaired, which is obviously a big issue, you are going to be suffering trouble with short and long-term memory, moodiness. You can have elevated blood pressure. You will start to make poor food choices. You may have irregular ovulation and unexplained fertility, increases in inflammation, increased risk of diabetes and heart disease, weight gain, problems with balance and coordination, and lowered libido or sex drive. That's kind of a big deal if you're trying to conceive naturally. And now the topic you want more info about, sleep and fertility. So here's what happens. We know that sleep habits can certainly alter circadian rhythms, hormone secretions, and menstrual cycles. Both men and women experience lowered fertility when they are sleep deprived. But by the way, it's not only being sleep deprived. I focus a lot on that in the podcast because, like, more people are sleep deprived than overslept. But even having too much sleep is actually not good for fertility either. So I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But even just a few nights of not getting the proper rest can interfere with your hormone production and stress response. I know personally, like, if I don't sleep enough, I want to eat more sugar or carbs. I start to look puffy, which is a sign of inflammation. And I just, am not making good decisions. Like I'm not able to like exercise as much or have as good of habits. So I feel like it becomes a vicious cycle in both men and women, the same part of the brain that regulates hormones that are involved in sleeping and being awake, i.e. cortisol and melatonin are also the part that triggers the hormones involved in reproduction. So estrogen, progesterone, luteinizing hormone, which is your hormone of ovulation. The hormones that trigger sperm to mature and are responsible for triggering ovulation are tied to the sleep-wake pattern. In a woman who is sleep deprived, for example, the disruption can interfere with hormones that trigger ovulation as it determines the menstrual cycle. Not getting enough sleep can disrupt your menstrual cycle and cause irregular periods, obviously making pregnancy more difficult because you are not following a regular pattern. But if it can upset ovulation, I surmise that it can be upsetting so many things. And when it's upsetting ovulation, usually it's upsetting the growth and development of an egg and your hormone levels. If you're one of the go-getters of the world who battles constant stress, low energy, bloating, or wacky hormones, I have just the thing for you. Junk Juice is a boutique line of herbal cocktails that works together synergistically to have you looking and feeling fabulous. Junk Juice formulas are inspired by the wisdom of Eastern medicine and backed by modern research to help you tackle the demands of the modern world and crush it. If you or a loved one needs help combating stress, anxiety, low energy, brain fog, hormonal or digestive issues, then please head to our website at ilovejunkjuice.com to try out our formulas. And if you can't find something that suits you, then check out our bespoke option. That's the one for you ladies tackling a specific fertility issue, be it egg quality, thin uterine lining, irregular ovulation, or failed implantation. You can fill out an online questionnaire and have a potent herbal formula made just for you. Follow us on Instagram at junkjuicemagic or reach out to info at ilovejunkjuice.com for more information. So then we get into 
Could it be affecting the egg? Could it have it be over maturing or could it be, you know, not mature enough? So is the quality of the egg affected? I mean, the sperm is, so I don't see why the egg wouldn't be also. Also, since lack of sleep or poor quality sleep can increase inflammation in the body, we know that inflammation affects egg quality and sperm quality. That in and of itself is reason. And if we know that, you know, poor sleep quality raises insulin levels or blood sugar levels, and we know that that affects egg quality and implantation and can result in miscarriage, then we know that's yet another way that our fertility is being affected. In more direct ways, a lack of sleep puts you at certain risk for chronic conditions that I previously mentioned, heart disease, obesity, diabetes, and so on. We know that diabetes can interfere with fertility directly, as can obesity. Stress becomes a vicious cycle and high stress hormones also impact the regulation of your reproductive hormones. You can't sleep because of the stress and anxiety in your life, including the anxiety about trying to conceive. And your lack of sleep causes stress and anxiety and they become more pronounced. When your body is under stress, it's hardwired to conserve strength as part of an innate fight or flight response. This may inhibit ovulation, cause irregular periods, cause an egg or embryo to not develop or implant. These side effects can be a result of the increased inflammation and insulin just because of the crappy sleep. So how much sleep is necessary? Beware that too much is also not ideal, as I mentioned. In order to ensure that your personal sleep needs are being met, you should strive to get more than six hours of sleep, but less than nine hours. So the sweet spot is like seven to eight hours, as we've been hearing forever, right? For all health conditions. A recent study by the National Sleep Foundation discovered women undergoing IVF who earned about seven and eight hours of sleep were 25% more successful in conceiving than those who got nine hours of sleep each night. Those who experienced fewer than seven hours were 15% less likely to become pregnant. So, you know, we're seeing like a pretty notable advantage to having that sweet spot of sleep between seven and eight hours. A team of researchers from Korea analyzed the self-reported sleep habits of more than 650 women before undergoing IVF and then broke them up into three groups. Short sleepers got four to six hours per day. Moderate sleepers got seven to eight and long sleepers got nine to 11. Overall, pregnancy rates were higher in the moderate sleepers than in the women who clocked more than nine hours a night, so 53% versus 43% respectively. The pregnancy rate among short sleepers was roughly 46%. So the worst fertility is among the long sleepers. Second is the short sleepers, and the seven to eight-hour sleepers, those moderate sleepers, they get the highest fertility rates. It's worth noting that often people who get a lot of sleep have depression and they may have seasonal affective disorder, all of which can be tied to infertility also. If you want to get better sleep, here are some suggestions. Prioritize sleep. If you have to get up early, then go to bed earlier. Enough said. At least do this in preparation for getting pregnant if you're having trouble. And the weeks leading up to an IVF cycle are arguably just as important as the IVF cycle itself. Next, get some aerobic exercise, one that elevates your heart rate temporarily every day. Aim for around 20 to 30 minutes, preferably outside and in the early part of the day. Even a simple activity like walking for half an hour will improve your sleep. Next, have a consistent bedtime. This is especially important when you're trying to conceive. Going to bed early one night and staying up until dawn the next can confuse your body clock, which confuses your hormones. Strive to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day, even on weekends. Set the stage for a comfortable night's sleep by keeping your bedroom dark and cool. Wear an eye mask and earplugs if necessary. Have a strict no screens rule at least 
30 minutes before bed. Put your devices in a drawer in another room if necessary, but honestly, it should be for longer. Screens are terrible for sleep. Use blue light blocking glasses if you absolutely must be on screens and change your background to dim, but really be honest with yourself about whether you need to be online after dinner. I know that if I am online after dinner, I have very light or crappy sleep. And the evenings that I just don't pay attention to my phone, I have way deeper, better quality sleep. Unwind and relax before bed. Take a bath, sip some tea, do an Epsom salt bath, listen to some relaxing music, do a meditation. Meditating before bed is awesome, especially if you don't have time to do it during the day. It'll put you into a deeper state of rest. Do a brain dump. Write down all the things that you want to be doing And then you can plan your day. You can feel like you can mentally unload and really be ready for the next day. Stop drinking booze until you get this sorted. Alcohol slaughters your sleep. If you have any booze, then try to do a day drink, basically like seven hours before bedtime. Same goes for caffeine. Herbs can be amazing for this. Formulas like Swanzao Ren Tong, Guipi Tong, Valerian, Passion Flower are so, so helpful. If you want help with herbs, you can always contact us at the Naturna Institute or check out my other website, junkjuicemagic.com. Take magnesium. It helps regulate and deepen sleep. And last but not least, don't eat after sunset. Preferably finish before 7 p.m. and don't eat or snack after that. Eating late definitely upsets your ability to sleep deeply because your body's like spiking insulin and trying to process things. If you don't eat late, you will not only sleep better, you will feel more rested the next day. If you're sluggish waking up in the morning, always think about what your habits are the night before. So in short, get sleep, not too much, not too little and improve the quality as much as you can. It's these little things that can make all the difference. I am really happy you tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content in each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at Dr. Christina Burns or at Naturna underscore life to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.